All right, boys and girls, we're back. We're back. It's been a while. Hold on. Can you hear my chair? No, nah, you're good. All right, cool, cool. I'm just making sure. Um, in summary, guys, last week was um, it was tough for us. Uh, life happened, and uh, we couldn't do it. No, no sweat though. We're back, and we're better. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Um, for me personally, <laughs> I really ran through the ringer about two days ago. Um, with my my computer, my PC, because it was uh it was on the fritz a little bit, and uh, I had to reinstall Windows. I had to reinstall Windows, and it cleaned my entire computer out all the way. So I'm I mean, if my audio sounds like shit, sorry, and if and it doesn't sound like shit, okay, cool too. But I recognize that that is happening. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope everybody had a great week last week. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to dabble on all of it. Um, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. This is episode 70, as mentioned previously, of the BDE Radio Podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Cam. And as always, alongside me, my co-host, Ryan, a.k.a. Groobs, a.k.a. The Goat. How are you, brother? Doing good, man. Happy it's about to be the weekend here. Yes, sir. And uh, gonna really get after this weekend. Got some, got some stuff to celebrate this weekend. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, dude. I'm kind of distracted right now because of what I told you earlier about right, what Sharp we just talked just about sending yeah. that Snapchat. All right, and I'll let y'all know. I don't care, whatever. Um, my buddy just sent me a Snapchat right before we started recording and said, "No bullshit." It's a video of him driving down the interstate, and he said, "No bullshit." There is a legitimate UFO flying about 200 yards in front of me and he's videoing it and he zooms in and it's legit it's a disc and he said it was about the length of the road i just that's what the text i was reading he says i said no bullshit he said yeah it was maybe 200 yards away about as wide as the road he said my vision's 2020 bro <laughs> you got that 2020 i said i said i need proof what did it look like um, anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of stunned right now, but anyway, uh, we got a good episode for you guys. we got a lot of topics to talk about. Ryan's going to get into those after the intro. I hope everybody's doing well, um, on this beautiful, 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 beautiful day that you guys are listening to is Thursday for us, hopefully Friday for y'all and then for the real crazies midnight for you guys. Um, uh, we got a lot of cool things to talk about. I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive in episode 70 of the podcast. Let's just dive right in with this absolute weird non-copyright song. Here we go. Yeah, that sounds wild, bro. It's a little bit of a heater. I'm it's not, a little crazy. Listen to this. I was about to go back in. Hold up. Hold up. We got to hear this. Hold up. We haven't heard this song yet, by the way. We oh, just pick songs at random now. Oh, it's building. Where is this going to take us? I bet it takes us in a weird direction. Oh, 100%. Not that weird. 
Hell yeah. That makes me so happy that there's people out there that just don't try to do dumb shit with their songs and keep it kind of <laughs> linear, you know? Yeah, kind of like the one song we were just listening to where it did the cutout where it would have been really good. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. That dude, just he was just doing too much editing, man. Just let it vibe, you know? Yeah, let it ride. a little too much, sure. buddy. That was, uh, that was sick, bro. That one's uh, actually called Paradox by Koza, K-O-Z-A-H, Paradox. If you don't know how to spell Paradox, unsubscribe from the podcast. Don't do that. Thank you. We'll teach you. We'll make you smarter. Fine. P-A-R-A-D-O-X. That's how you spell there Paradox. There we go. For hey, you got the, a spelling lesson for today. For all the idiots out there. Um, yeah. So a lot of crazy stuff's going on, man. How are you? How are, how are things going? What are we going to talk about? Uh, things are good. Things are great. Um, like I said, I got some shit to celebrate this weekend, so pretty pumped about that. Hell yeah! Got a birthday and you know a promotion to you know celebrate this weekend. So we're gonna, we're gonna get after it. Good dude. Um, going to Athens actually. Gonna hit some golf balls on the football field. That's gonna be kind of cool. Little top golf experience thing. Then uh, playing around on Saturday, so it's a real golf heavy weekend. But gonna be back in back in Ath, so gonna get after it. But what is on the docket for today? Uh, since we were out for two weeks, we got a good amount of shit to talk about. Now, whether we get to all these topics today, guys, who knows? But first things first, first topic we're going to cover real quick is Julio Jones has, in fact, been traded from the Falcons to the Titans. Love it. What the fuck? Hey, love it. I mean, for the Falcons standpoint, we had to get rid of them. It sucks to say. Um, we had to move it for cap space to sign our rookies. So it is what it is. I think it's a great fit. Do you think that he knew he saw the writing on the wall and then made that, that play before the Falcons did. So he looks like a better player or do you think that he just had no idea and wanted out anyway? We're talking about the Stephen A thing. I think he had no idea he was on that call. right, 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 right. I think he didn't know he was on the show when he, when he said that. And then I guess Steven was like, oh, wait, or not Stephen A, Shannon, uh, Sharp. Shannon Sharp. My bad. Right, My right. bad. I mean, it's been three weeks, three or four weeks at this point. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think he knew because they, this has been going on since February. I think mm. when they brought in the new management, the new GM, and the new coaches, the new guys in the front office said, hey, Julio, can't really afford you on your current contract, and that's no fault to you, but we might need you to restructure and take less money and, you know, push some money out for the next, for the future. Right. Instead of, you know, taking this, what, it was like a 15 or $20 million cap hit this year. And he and saw his golden it. parachute and said, thank you, God, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He didn't want to lose his money. And he, he said, he, if you can't do that, then. Do you think me. that he really gave a shit about the money? Or do you think that he was like, this is my perfect opportunity to act as if I can, like, to act as if I do. And can get out without losing face and saving face from the Falcons uh, fan base. I'm going to say it's a combo of both because I think the money definitely played into it. Because like, hey, if he wasn't going to get if he was going to get paid this year, same money, stay on the contract, then I, I'm sure he wouldn't have as much wanted to leave. But since he did, they did say that it gave him that opportunity to say, oh, trade me because now I can go get a ring somewhere. Get, get with a good fit, get out of the NFC, get in the AFC, and, you know, be with a team that can actually give me a position to actually get a Super Bowl instead of going through a rebuild like the Falcons are about to do for the next two or three years. Right. So, I mean, it's not a bad play on him. He's a 32-year-old receiver. Still, you know, top three, in my opinion, in the league. 
and yeah. still can dominate as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, he's a great acquisition. You don't really, uh, you don't really need him to do a whole lot, especially in that offense. You you have AJ Brown on the other side. You need a tight end because I did lose Jonu Smith to the Patriots, but you still have Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. All he has to do is stand on one side of the field and be a distraction. Or hey, run a freaking deep post or go route after a play action, you're going to get a touchdown. Yeah, I do. Here's what I'm looking at here as well. Um, in the 2020 season, rankings amongst all the receivers, most receiving yards per game, he is seventh. Highest yards per target, he's third with 11, right. a .34. Um, it's really close race, but among the top five, actually, because you got 11.72 in Will Fuller, 11.52 in Rashard Higgins, 11.34 in him. Justin Jefferson's eleven point two, and then Marquez Valdez Scantling's ten and a half or ten. It's just kind of crazy because you know Julio sat out a lot of last year, and then Will Fuller blow his knee out. Yeah, so. yeah, he did. Also, here's some. No, wild he got suspended. Stats. I take the bat. He's got suspended. Here's some dude. Listen to me. Here's some wild stats. I'm for Ryan Tannehill though. I did not know. Ryan Tannehill's passer rating since 2019. He is ranked second. Only behind Drew Brees, and that's not even behind. That's not even by one point. He is three, almost a full three passer rating points ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and Damn. he is a full three above Patrick Mahomes. Highest touchdown percentage, seven point two. Lamar Jackson with an eight, and Tannehill's in second, and then Aaron Rodgers with a six point eight. Highest yards per attempt. Yay! He wanted a guy that could throw the ball long. He wanted he, a guy that could throw the that. deep ball. And apparently, I had no idea. I thought Ryan Tannehill was kind of ass. Ryan Tannehill has the number one ranked highest yards per attempt since 2019. And 2019 is his first year at the Titans, correct? He's I only been there two so. years, right? Two or three, yeah. And he came in. He They picked him up in 2019. Yeah, oh, I mean, to, he... To start over old buddy. Who, who was it? Who was it? Who was the it? The Oregon quarterback. Mariota. Mariota, right. Marcus Mariota, yeah. Um, forgot about. I was, I, I honestly, I forgot about him because he's just been a backup for the Raiders. Right. Yeah. It's um. Those are some interesting stats. I had, I had no idea that those were the things that those well, are true. It goes to it goes to prove that all it takes is a good like a good quarterback to get in the right system. He was clearly not the right not the right fit down there in Adam Gase's offense in Miami. That's clear now. Yeah, you know? it's checking out. No doubt about it. It's very interesting how that works, though, because everybody wrote his ass off, and rightly so. He didn't perform, you know? Yeah, and let's be honest. Who actually is good in Ryan, uh, Adam Gase's offense? Let's be honest. Nobody has been in the last, I want to say, probably 10 years. Right. He sucks with the Jets. He it, sucked with Miami. Yeah. So. Here's what kind of sucks, too, though, for Julio and for the fans of Julio in fantasy how is he impacted? How how much does his how much do his numbers go down? Because they're going to. They actually have another guy that's a big playmaker. Like Calvin well, Ridley was a pretty good playmaker. I'm not gonna say he's not. He's a stud. But in terms of electricity, and I could hey, he could come out this year and absolutely tear it up. But the last two or three years since AJ's been in the league, AJ's definitely been far more relevant. Yeah. So uh, does this dilute his statistical power his statistical i guess um fantasy value yeah um, his value yeah, yeah yeah 
It's hard to say because there's one thing about Julio. Yes, he can get you yards, but he didn't get a whole lot of touchdowns. So if they can utilize him in the in, in the red zone better, then dude, he didn't I will score say, a touchdown the first like five or six games. I mean, dude, it was ridiculous. Um, but then his thing is like he always gets hurt. So if he can stay healthy, his value is it goes up, in my opinion, just because he usually gets hurt. Right. So you can always bank on him being out a few games. So his value goes down. If he stays healthy the entire season, there you go. He gets just extra points there. Sure. But yeah, are you saying he's, is he going to get you an on average 15 points per game? Cause he's going to have 150. No, um, that's just not that offense. There's not enough balls to go around. I mean, you still got to feed Derrick Henry. You got to feed, feed Derrick Henry, dude. You got to run a balanced offense in the NFL. That's well, the bottom line. Maybe not so much in the NFL, but with him, you do. You right. have to feed your best player, and he's your best player. I'm, I'm sorry. He is your best player on that team, 100%. Who, Derek? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be. So, I mean, he, he's probably he's top, one of the. Is he is he a top five NFL player overall? The way he's dominated the league, yes. Okay. Positionally, he's obviously the best running back, in my opinion. I mean, okay. I, 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 I think anybody would agree with me on this. He's the best running back in the league. Okay. To at, be, a val- I'm at a position to that's of, lost a lot of value because of the way the game's played now. You know who fell off? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley? I mean, yeah, that was because his knee has has arthritis in there. Um, I would say Chubb's right there with him. Not right there, Chubb's but a, step a below. unit, bro. Yes, and apparently he's, he wants to stay in Cleveland. He wants to, uh, This is his fifth year. Um, this is last year on his rookie contract, and he just stated. He, said, he told his uh, agent, hey, you deal with it. I'm going to go to mini camp because I want to stay here in Cleveland. He's not doing, he's not sitting out. He's not pulling an A-Rods right now. I think he's a stud. Oh, I, I, lo- think- I mean, Chubb, like I said, I think he's right there with Derrick Henry. But, I mean, Aaron Jones is up there too. Um, you could put Cook up there. Yeah. But Dalvin's got to stay healthy. He's got to give me more than, you know, two seasons. He's got to prove it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with that offense, yes, I do. Your argument's there that, He's going to get some targets taken away from him. From him, But, again, they only have two guys as of right now that I'm aware of. They might have a third receiver that they just signed. I'm not too sure. But right now it's really A.J., Julio, and Derek. But let me ask you this, bro. How much do you need? Not much. I mean, what you do this, need a tight end. What you, need, this opens you need somebody up. to attack the middle of the field. What this, you do need Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. What this opens up for the tight end slot, though, is that these tight ends are about to get a lot of targets, bro. So oh, they you need, get that one-on-one on a safety. You, I mean, dude, that's if a mismatch you get, all day. If you get a tight end that just has, has nobody heard of, but he's just a dog and he busts his ass, because they're all extremely athletic. They're all extremely right. capable and extremely talented. All they need is one dude to just step up and become a Johnny Smith. Who the fuck knew who Johnny Smith was before Johnny Smith became Johnny Smith? You know what I'm saying? Right. So a literally, very versatile guy, too. Yeah. Literally, all it takes is one dude, one tight end in their in their in their tight end core to just say, "Okay, throw the ball to me, dude," because I'm gonna be more open than the other dude dudes that are double covered every play. They're right. they're either gonna be double covered or bracketed every play. Oh, 100 percent. You know, yeah, somebody's gonna be open. I mean, whether it's Derek out of the backfield, your slot guy, or your tight end, some one of those three guys is gonna be open, or at least some. You know, Julio and AJ. One of them is at least doubled every play, 100%. And if they're not doubled, they're throwing, they're getting the ball thrown to them. Yeah. So even if they are doubled, they might get the ball thrown to them. I mean, I've watched it Julio's whole career. So yeah. I mean, everybody says, oh, you can't throw it to Julio. He, I mean, he can because he's a freak and he runs nasty routes. No doubt. 
Dude, you know what's crazy, though? He's been in the league for a decade. Yeah. You know what's just as crazy? I mean, it's the same principle. Cam Newton's been in the league for a decade. Yeah, uh, close to eight years. I no, mean, no, 20... no, no. 2010, oh. bro. Yeah, 2010, you're right, actually. Yeah, this is the 11th year coming up. Jesus. Oh, well, for some reason, I was thinking 13. Yeah, that was the Nick Marshall year. Yeah. A, a lesser quarterback. Much lesser quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Who? All right, let me ask you this. Who is your best, most single-season impactful football player in college history? In one season? One. Give me the one-season shining star. Oh. Who's had the best, most okay, prolific? Who is it? Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, no good doubt. Good God, Joe Burrow was good, dude. Like, I, he was decent the year before. That's what I was about to say. not dude. what he was his last year. That's what I was about to say is just like that one year because he was there for two years. Right. But then he was all of a sudden just a legitimate Mount Rushmore level quarterback. I mean, you could also make the same argument for Cam. Like, you look what that team did. And Cam, but Cam, you know Cam showed up late for workouts from Blinn, the Juca that he right. was at. He literally showed up late, became the starting quarterback out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. just absolutely shit on everybody athletically. Right. Like, I will say this. I think Joe Burrow's numbers, like, when you look at his numbers, they're like, you're like, what the shit am I looking right. at? You know, like, this is legitimate NCAA rookie-level difficulty franchise numbers when you play the video game. Right. But then when you watch Cam Newton play, his numbers are pretty good. They are. They're pretty good. But the, but when you watch him play, it's way different. It's like, a different style of football. For way sure. different. All right. It's definitely two different plays. I mean, you know, but but when you right. watch Cam Newton's like game, like I got to watch it live. I was fortunate enough to go to every home game that year. And dude, oh, bro, it was a man amongst children. Not right. not Which even is boys. crazy because it's SEC football. Exactly. It wasn't boys. Which is already it was, like that. It was little kids he was playing with out there. It was absolutely unbelievable. The only team that could handle him was Alabama, and they still came back and won that game. So the only argument I will make for Cam against Joe is who the hell did Cam have on on his team that year? Literally nobody. There that you was go. Dude, that is the truth, bro. That was because look what Burrow had. He had Justin Jefferson he had first studs. round, Jamar Chase first round, um, Thaddeus Moss. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he went in the league, but he is in um, the league. Terrence Marshall. He went in the league. Like he had dudes. The um, running back, the little Clyde Edwards Hilaire yeah. first round stud. Hey, I mean he had stud. dudes. Now did he help elevate those guys to become studs? Obviously, absolutely. But Cam literally, if I correct me, I mean it's been ten years. I don't really remember too much. But he didn't have shit. He had Darwin Adams. Guess like, I don't even know who that is. He didn't even get drafted. He was our number one target. And guess what? He was a he was unbelievably reliable. He didn't drop right. balls that he was supposed to catch. He never. Now, that, hey, now he never caught balls he wasn't supposed to catch. <laughs> I will right. say that. Yeah, we didn't have any guys out there making one handed grabs on the post, you know, or, or some <laughs> shit like that. But he always caught that bitch. I remember it was like yesterday. I was watching. It was the Alabama game huge fourth down because they were just coming back. They were down by seven or down right. by some, some number like that. And they were, that comeback had started and, and during the second half and it was a huge fourth down and Malzahn was like, fuck it. We got to go for it. It was like on our own 30, you know? And yeah. uh, we were like, we got to go for it hundred percent because our defense that year was abysmal. You know, we had to outscore everybody. That's just the way it was. 
Um, we get three stops. If we got three stops every game, we won the game. That's all that. That's yeah. all you need to do. Is, it was legitimate. I was say, like, it was how Big good was Twelve. It was Big Twelve football in the SEC. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, it, it, you know what it is. It's current football. True. 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 Exactly. It was just so, a pre. It was a preview. It was foreshadowing what football it really is was. now. It really was. Um, I mean, and in these big games, it literally is. You get two stops, you win. No, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. That's the truth, it's, dude. Now, especially with people like Alabama, like God. Yeah. But um, there was that one down, and he threw it to Adams, and he now Cam threw that bitch. You know, Cam's got a cannon, cannon. of an arm, cannon. Before he hurt his shoulder and his knee, and he got banged up because the Panthers linemen were two hundred pounds. It seemed like they were that bad when he's coming through the league. But um, at at uh, at at Auburn, he was incredible. He had an unbelievable arm, and he threw a fucking rocket at this dude, and he just absolutely tiptoes, drags both feet in and catches. I was like, oh my god. This guy's awesome because there's not anybody out there in all the land besides Julio on the opposing fucking football team that would catch that ball. And uh, right. I just remember like yesterday because that guy was so steadfast. But that's the only name I can remember, legit. I, I really can't. Yeah. I can't think of another name off the top of my head. I can't either in full honesty. No, no, no. Either. Michael. Uh, shit, dude. Michael. Um. The running back, he was a freshman that year. He was a freak. Remember, he was really good. Everybody was like, holy shit, this dude's going to be the next big thing. And then he like gets in a bunch of trouble and then has to transfer. Dyer? Michael Dyer, bro. Michael Dyer, D-Y-E-R. He was a yeah. stud. Remember, he made that cool run against Oregon where he rolled over the defender and ran for 60 yards yeah. to win yeah, the game, yeah, essentially, yeah. in the National yeah, Championship. I remember, yeah. um, I remember him. That's about it, dude. Genuinely. I mean, that was it. It was the camp. Yeah, show. I mean, I mean, they guess ran what? That Michael Dyer's not offense. in the league. That Adams is definitely not in the league. I don't know anybody else on that football team that's in the league besides Cam Newton. Yeah, I can't think. I'm sure there's, you know, a random defender or some, some shit like that. But some scout, yeah, some yeah. scout team, dude. But I'm talking about relevant. Right, but yeah, I mean, going back to the question, Cam probably did have the most impactful season just because of that fact right there. Yeah, but what Joe Burrow did was just filthy. Yeah, what Joe Burrow was ignorant. That was yeah. actually crazy. Seven fucking touchdown passes in the first half against Oklahoma in the playoffs. Yeah. In the playoffs. This isn't the homecoming game against Jackson State. This is Oklahoma, you know? And he throws okay. seven touchdowns in the first half. All right, I got our next topic. So we'll get just something you just made. It just sparked in my head that, that happened in the last week. Okay. Um. Anyways, back to our original topic. Julio and the Titans probably going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, they they still have to go up against, you know, the Chiefs. Right. And so we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a hell of an AFC championship if they if they can get there. You know what I mean? Because, they, I mean, they got to get there. They still got to play the Ravens. Ravens still a damn good team. So um, let's get on to our next topic, which I just – this just sparked in my head. Um, we're going to stay on the football. Um, speaking of the college football playoffs, Cam – the rumor is it's supposed to happen this week or next week, one of the two. Okay. Um, the committee is meeting to expand the playoffs to 12 teams. Yes, So baby. what you will have, you're going to have six conference champions, which I don't really like that because screw the group of five. I'm sorry. We don't deserve a conference champion, but this is how they're going to do it. So you're going to have six conference champions and then six at large. The top four conference champions – are going to get a buy. So one through four is your top four conference champions. They're going to get a buy. Then five through eight is hosting a home game 
against eight through or nine through twelve. Oh. So the first four get a bye, then five through eight host a home game. Then from there you roll into neutral site games, which there's a big hoopla about that because why does five through eight get a host uh, a playoff game and get that revenue, but one through four gets penalized for getting a neutral site and playing three neutral site games. What I was going to ask is why wouldn't one play 12 and then two play 11 and so on and so forth. And just everybody plays it out just like the March Madness thing. Well, they want to give, you know, your conference champions and your top ranked teams some incentive for wanting this. And now I'm going to tell you a lot of teams do want this. Like Georgia hundred percent wants this because we've been in there just about every single time. Yeah, the last since 2017 at least. Yeah, um, you know you, the SEC definitely wants it because they'll get more teams in. Yeah, I mean Auburn. You know, you're, face the facts, as bad as Auburn's yeah. been, they'd be in that shit too. Yeah, they'd be in there too. Um, you know, A and M would have been in it last year. Yeah. Um, you know, your group of five teams, your B, your I don't like it because I'm sorry, I just don't believe that Coastal Carolina and BYU should be in there. Just going dude, off last year, I'm dude, sorry. Give me, hey, here's what I do like about it. Give me their opportunity to shine, and then and let somebody off. just ragdoll them in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I want to. Honestly, I am for it, bro. Give these little, hey, give the mid major a chance, just so they can shut up UCF thirteen and zero in 2017. Right. Get in their playoffs, and you will get fucked up, bud. You know. Yeah. I, I will say it does give you that incentive for guys to that, you know, one through 12. I mean, that's some usually some pretty damn good teams. So big five, does that include the Sun Belt or the Conference USA? Because there's only four. Well, hold on. I'm, I might be. So you're going to have your you you're got gonna SEC, have big 12, Pac-12, big 10, and then who? ACC. ACC. Okay. Sorry. I'm just yeah. stupid as shit. Clemson. So Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's five. That makes sense. Okay. So you got Bama, Oregon. Clemson, Ohio, Ohio State. State. What was the other one? Oklahoma. Oklahoma for sure. That's your five teams every year, and then the rest is at large. Yep. That is but I sure. think when it comes to the group of six, I want to say it's probably I don't I don't know how you do that. Because how can you say that BYU, who I'm pretty sure is maybe independent, they're not all American conference like UCF is. They're not independent. So how, this no, is, they're not independent. That's the only Army, not. Navy, and uh I think it's only Army and Notre Navy Dame. and Notre Dame. Yeah, oh, how are we going to do Notre Dame? Are they an at-large? Yeah, no. All right, so, yes, they are every year. They cannot be in the top four. I love that. They And hey, Notre Dame's AD conference. was the one who is proposing this, and he said, this way, nobody can say conference champions, like, they don't get that pass. I like that. Which, I mean, to his credit, like, at least they owned up to it because that is very true. Yeah. Um, Football. Yeah, look at BYU. But again, I just I don't know how they do that part. I don't know who the six is. Um, I just say you make it. A, I, I don't know. You just Mac. say the top. They're in the MAC that, with Boise. They're in the State. MAC. So how do you say BYU's the MAC conference champion should be over the All American conference champion? Yeah, I mean I, I'm with you. I, I so don't I don't know how, how they, you determine that. I think I, I think they're going to go top twenty five polls. That's they're going to go like that. Yeah, I mean I think that's what you have to do. The committee. High. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's what they're going to end up doing anyways, because let's be real. I mean, the problem is, is like, I'm sorry, but a 9-3 and Pac-12 team that's a conference champion, say it's Oregon, they're 9-9 and nine and or 8-3, and or, yeah, 9-3, and three. Nine and, they, three. and they win. How are you telling me they're going to be number four? 
That doesn't make any sense. Right. Over who, though? But, you know, let's say a one-loss Texas A&M team that lost to Bama but didn't get to the SEC championship. Yeah, they're an at-large bid, so they got to be seated lower. Isn't that how the March Madness shit works, though? Isn't that how that works, bro? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. What, that conference champions are over that large? Yeah, they they get a higher seed than, than somebody that may have a better record that didn't win their conference. I think it's just you get an automatic bid. But you're not automatically seated higher. Yeah. Okay, that might be the case. I don't know shit about it. I don't. I don't I, think I mean, it makes sense either. for anybody to have a bye week. I think everybody should play. Like I said, one to twelve, two to eleven, three to ten, and so on and so forth. And then you got your what? Who who plays the middle one? Six and seven. Is that right? Yeah. So you're you know you're five and you'd be five and eight, and then six and yeah. seven. Your six yeah. seed and your seven seed play against each other. And y'all just dog it. And then you got the top 12. And then you got the top six. Oh, wait. Is that true? No. Yeah. Isn't that right? I think that's why they're probably doing it that way. No, okay. It it's got to be then. So, that's why they're doing it that way. So then get down to eight. Okay. I guess I'm just dumb. Yeah. yeah. I, it looks like I didn't think of that. Okay. That's exactly 12, what they're doing. So they can get down to eight. Bracket. You have to give your first four teams a buy so you can get to eight, and then you go to four, then you go to two. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's just that's a, that's actually a traditional bracket. Yeah, yeah, because exactly eight teams what it's gonna be. eight teams play the first round. Four yep. we get four buys. Yep, which is why a lot of people are making an argument for an eighteen playoff instead of twelve. Fuck that! Give me more games, baby. 12, baby. That's what everybody's saying. Give I mean, me more, good, more college football is good for ratings, good for schools, good for players. I mean, now you're going to have less guys sitting, which is obviously better. Give me, dude, fuck it. Give me, give me 16, bud. I don't care. Give me a, I do. I don't, I give want quality. Give me a big league playoff bracket, dude. That's what I want. But I mean, the, the, here's my also an argument I could see from a player standpoint. If I was a college football player, especially now with nil coming in, I'm going to want some guarantees because that's two extra games I could potentially play in and get hurt. So if I don't have money, this is where paying players is going to come in huge and nils just already wrecking havoc on, on recruiting. It's just messing things up and, you know, throwing a whole wrench and curveballs for coaches and teams already. It's going to become even bigger when that becomes a, a fact. So, very interested to see how this goes. I would not mind 12. Um, it's going to be funny, though. It's really going to be funny when we end up with the same four teams that would have been in originally anyways. But also, we both know that more than likely, the odds of that happening are higher than than you than people think, I think. But also, it at least gives the other teams an opportunity. All yeah. they're wanting is a fair shake at it. And a fair shake at it is a coin toss at the beginning, four quarters, and a damn ending. That's all it fucking takes. Very you true. know, literally, you don't know, dude. I have seen ULM beat Alabama. I have seen it with my yeah. own two eyeballs. You know, I've watched South beat Miss State. Dude, I've seen South Alabama beat Mississippi State. I've seen these, I've seen App State beat Michigan. You know, like we've yeah. seen this shit happen. So I'm not obviously statistically improbable, but it ha- it's not that it hasn't happened. It'd be different if it's yeah. literally never happened, if the underdogs never won. But, it's going to be very interesting, too, because of with the portal and the way this is already happening out. Because your your mid-major teams are already going to – they're already starting to lose their top guys to go so they, you know, they can play their last year 
their their money year on a big platform on a big team. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. I think these mid majors are about to get screwed big time with the transfer portal. Very very well could, dude. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if that did happen. Um. Yeah. I uh, so I'm it'll be very interesting. Dude. I think you're going to have a big unless you can get a team like UCF that's pretty consistent, which Malzahn's there now, so. Right. Um, anyway, like Coastal Carolina, if they can do it for four years, you might draw guys to actually go there. Granted, their facilities are shit, um, so they probably won't. They just got kind of lucky, mm-hmm. you know, lightning in a bottle last year. We'll use BYU, for example. Mm-hmm. T- traditionally, a pretty damn good team. And if they can keep their program, keep their guys there, and they can build something, they could be in it every year just because of how good they usually are. And the other teams losing guys every year. Right. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, 12 teams, more football. I'm all for it. Um, I don't really like, I've said this before about, you know, the MLB expanding. Don't re- like rewarding mediocrity. But like you said, give them the opportunity, shut them the fuck up. Well, my thing is uh, mediocrity is relative. Relative to who is it mediocre? It's true. You know, relative to who is it mediocre? You got to think about, dude, a 10, dude, a 10 win season for South Alabama or a nine win, yeah. dude. Give me nine wins for South Alabama. Is you that give, mediocre? You give South, you give South seven wins. They're happy. That's what I'm saying. You give me, give me ten, give me ten wins for BYU. Give me eleven win. Give me twelve and zero from from Boise State. Are they right. on paper worse than a lot of teams in the SEC that have two losses? Yes, but we've also seen Boise State go into the Fiesta Bowl and hit them with a hook and lateral and win that bitch. We Very have true. seen it. I've watched it happen. And it can happen, bro. I've seen TCU dog it in a in a in a badass bowl in in the Fiesta or the damn Rose Bowl or whatever. Well, TCU is Big Twelve now. <laughs> so what? But you know what I mean, though. Right back back before they were in the Big Twelve. Yes, These I get teams, it. I, I definitely think it's a possibility. I think it'll happen maybe once or twice every ten years, but it won't happen a whole lot. Well, it also doesn't one, happen a whole lot in the baseball world either, bro. Look at the regionals true. and the super regionals and the when the World Series. You, I mean, you got Same your staples, usually. Vandy, Mississippi State, Tennessee's a new one. Um, you got Tennessee you got your Vandy, you got your Tennessees, you got your Floridas, or your 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 Mississippi States, you got your Floridas, you got your um, you got your you are um on the West well, Coast, you got uh, you got fucking um Arizona, you got UCLA, you got you got the U um um uh, Cal State you got Cal State Fullerton, UCSB, like. You have these tried and true teams that are almost always in super regionals, and 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 what is that? The top sixteen teams. Yeah. Okay. So they're always going to be there, yeah. But it gives these teams like Coastal Carolina that literally won a fucking World Series six years yeah. ago an opportunity. That team point. was ass, and they went in there and got hot as a pistol, and they couldn't be denied, bro. They just flat they out couldn't. couldn't be denied. And that's what people want to see, point. bro. People don't. People are tired of seeing Alabama play Clemson in the, in the playoffs. They're tired of seeing Ohio State. They're just they're they're they want to, they want to shake up. And I'm with them. I am on that boat, but yeah, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, we'll see. Now, football is we far more see. predictable than baseball. I will say that. Yes, I mean it's usually bigger, faster, stronger wins. Yeah, I, I understand that. That is very true. But nonetheless, it's just. You still got to strap the pads on and get after it. You never know. You know, like you said, I mean, Boise State, I mean, beach comes out, beats Georgia in a 
Chick-fil-A kickoff a few years back. I mean, when we were in high school, I mean, they beat Oklahoma, like you said. I mean, it's happened. It can 100% happen. But. Look at the 2017 fo- Auburn football team, bro. No, 2013, when they went and almost 13, won the yeah. national championship. They were underdogs in almost every SEC conference game, or in, the, in almost every conference game. They were literally underdogs, and they went on to win every single game. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's just, dude, that's that's the nature of, of a bracket. I, I, I love the option. I love the idea that, that there is a bracket coming up. And um, I'm excited to see it. I don't know when it's going to be. I think it's 2024, 26, some shit like that. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited about football. I'm excited about um, them entertaining the idea that there's more than four good teams out there or more than four capable teams out there. That's pretty much what everybody – that's pretty much what they said when they came out with a four-team playoff. Hey, there's four teams out there that are only – that are worth a shit. Outside of that, you guys can – here's a consolation prize. And you can have a great day. Um, my question is, do they still have bowl games? I mean, I still think you do. Just, I mean, you got to like get the, those uh, other the guys NAT, something. The NIT tournament, kind of like yeah. in college basketball. I mean, why is there already bowls in the first place? I mean, you're still going to have those. No, that's a fair point. Bowls are fucking useless. Ex- now, the granted, you're not going to have that three-week layoff from conference champions to semi uh, semi-playoffs. You're going to have it right in between there. Sure. With, you know, shitty bowls filled in between. Right. So, here's my question to you. What happens if there is a 9-3 and three team on the West in the SEC and, a, and an undefeated on the East? 9-3 and three wins the conference championship game. What team, what team is the automatic and what team is the fucking at-large? Well, your automatic is your conference champion. They're in. So is it regular? So should it should it be a regular but season, might or not. should it be based on one game? And if you say regular season, then there shouldn't be a game period. So I think you could say it like this: the way they should do it, um, your top four conference champions are going to be your one through four, which is conference nine times out of ten. That's how it should be. Conference champions. In the championship yeah. game or the regular season? That's what I'm asking. Championship game. Okay. Do you think that that's a fair shake? I mean, yeah, if you win your conference, you should be rewarded. But if I can you, see you making this the argument you're making here. I think they should get an automatic bid, but they should not be one through four if that scenario happens. Which, in this scenario, if they are not the top one of the top four and say they're five and six, they won't get that automatic bid and they won't get the automatic buy. Well, what I'm saying now is, do you so who's, you value? Who's higher? No, so I'm saying, do you personally value the championship game over the regular season championship title? Yes, I do because I think you still need to have a, a reason to like for the regular season. You need to have a reason for that. You need to. How do you con- crown a conference champion then? Let's say uh, here, different scenario here. Tied records. Twelve and zero. Twelve and zero. Yeah. What the hell? Or 11 and one. Eleven and one. How do you determine that? Right. No, nah, man. I'm with so, you. But, I get what you're saying. Let's say Alabama, or let's say, well, you use this year as an example. Let's say Georgia, you know, they sucked ass, lost to Florida this past year. Let's say, let's say, you know, somehow Florida is 10 and 2. Alabama loses to AM, but AM loses three games. And they lose, they lose to Auburn, but Auburn goes 8 and 4. So Alabama's in. So they're both 10 and 2. You have to have that. You have to have that game to determine that. Right. Well, my statement still kind of stands because 
if there is a tie game and you have the championship game anyway. Right. Um, I just think you have to have a championship game to determine it. Because, like, think about the Big 12. They were just doing it off the regular season there for a little bit because they didn't have a conference championship game. And it, first off, it did hinder them when it came to playoffs, and that's why they got the championship game now. But I just I think it's weird that you can be able to have the same record, and then how do you determine it? Right. Unless you literally play every single person in the league, which is what I think they were doing, which is fair. Right. Because then you can at least do head-to-head. But there's 14 teams in the SEC, so you can't do that. Yeah, I agree with that. My thing is, though, is just like if it, if they did weight the regular season ter- champion over the championship champion, the championship game champion, yeah, it would make I see what sense you're because if there were two tied teams, there's no regular season crowned champion, and then that just rolls over to the championship game, and whoever wins that game is crowned the regular season champion, which is weighted higher than the fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. so it's an automatic one and two there. It just rolls over if there's a tie record. It doesn't. There's no. There's no. There's no. Yeah, there's no I know what you're saying. Let's, let's not use the SEC for example, because usually historically SEC, it's usually you know. I mean, then again, this year is your example. I mean, uh, Florida was eight and three this year. Yeah, and they and went. Four. They fucked around and almost won. Yeah. Which they shouldn't. So, they were I mean, down by twenty one points. Well, yeah. Half, so would you say with Florida, you're asking me, do I do I value Florida as being the conference champion if they would have won it over you know a twelve and one Alabama, right? Or I guess ten and one Alabama. I'm sorry, last year was ten games. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I mean, yeah, you have to in this scenario. But do I rank Florida higher? That's what I'm saying. Should the no. should Florida? My my thing is just like. Who's, Scenario who wise. deserves the automatic bid out of sheer logic? And if you win more conference games than you turn your opponent in the championship game, you sh- and especially in the SEC because it's 100% without a question the most difficult conference in the country, you right. should get the automatic bid as opposed to just one game. It could come down to a miracle Hail Mary in a, in a, in a dome in an entirely controlled atmosphere, and it's just one game. You know, it, I just feel like it should be weighted more regular season, and then if they do have tied records, it rolls over into the championship game, and then one Correct. gets the automatic, and then one gets that large. If the yeah, records, I mean, are the automatics enough. are weird. I could see the argument for this as being, don't give your conference champions the automatic one through four; just give them the bid, kind of like your conference tournaments in basketball, where they automatically get a bid in. They're automatically in because this scenario right here. You know, a lot, Georgia could catch lightning in a bottle in basketball and get into the conference champion even if they suck during a regular season. Yep. As long as they make the tournament and win the tournament, the conference tournament, they get in. Yeah, they could be a bottle. So that's that scenario right club. there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your scenario there in basketball. So in here, this is what I would say is you don't give them the automatic one through four. Right. So if in even in that scenario there, likelihood of a nine and three SEC champion being top four. Probably pretty low. Definitely low, but I can probably you bet your fucking ass is gonna happen at some point. And when that yeah, happens, I see I'm see, I see this happening happens. more. I can see this more happening in like the Big Twelve or the I, I think you're gonna see it come from the Pac twelve. I think you can see a nine and three Oregon team getting in if they go ten and three with a conference champion and somehow, some way they'll be number four. Imagine or they'll be number five. Well, the cool thing about the Pac twelve is that they're always overvalued, like the USC's and the fucking Oregon's. Right. And the Stanford's. So it's just like 
I don't really see it happening where USC goes 11 and one, but they're not really ranked that high. And then they yeah. lose to fucking Oregon in the championship game. That's nine and three or eight and four. And then it Oregon, happens. It fucking you happens. know I don't I don't see USC getting the, the the stiff arm if they lose that game and they're not in the playoffs. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. So I, I don't mean think they would probably be, be an at large. It just depends on how high they were ranked and how far they fell. Right. Um, and that's what you still have the rankings for. But at the same time, that nine and three Oregon team gonna get in. Right. So there's twelve spots, five conferences. Six conferences. Six conferences. Four automatic or four automatics. Six automatics. Four top the top four out of that top six or those six. Top get a buy. top four based uh, relative to whose opinion? The AP top twenty five poll. I would say the no, not AP or, conference uh, CFP. So the college football playoff committee does yeah deems four yeah. teams with a buy. Yes. Okay. From conference champions that get the buy. Yes. Right. Kind of how we already do it now with our with the rankings, anyways. No. How they determine the. I don't hate it. I think it would have been. I don't hate it. I think it's a better system, but there obviously is some flaws that you just pointed out. Yeah, there's so there like are giving, flaws, but also, dude, we're working towards the right direction, and that makes me happy. Yes. Yeah, it's. I think you're going to see a lot of. You can see some issues with the automatic conference bids. Yeah. Um. But you again, you should be rewarded for winning your conference. I agree. But rewarded hey, with winning the conference in what fashion? That is who's, my thing every say, time. Who's to say? Because this is about to happen a lot with like Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma. Your good teams are all playing now harder schedules. Like they're playing harder regular season schedules where they're playing, you know, Alabama's going to Notre Dame. Georgia, we're playing Clemson this year. You know, we can be penalized for that loss. 100p. So it's going to be very interesting with that with that scenario there. But I also love it because it's better for us as fans because we get better, more quality football versus, hey, Alabama went 10-2 and two because they played two out-of-conference games that were really damn good. Georgia went 12-0, yeah. but they didn't play anybody out-of-conference. So Alabama beats them. They're now, what, 11-2? and 11 and two? Yeah. So who should be higher? Exactly. The 11 and 2 conference champion Alabama or the 12 and 1 Georgia team that didn't play anybody out of conference. Exactly. And so and odds are at this rate Alabama's non-conference schedule is going to look like yeah, they're playing the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars and the, and the New England Patriots. That's yeah. going to be their, I mean, I'm telling that's you that's going to be their two Alabama, out of conference games this year. It, that's how it is this year. It's everybody's playing really good teams. Is that like true? Alabama's first game is Miami. Oh, they're gonna Alabama's first game is Miami. Dude, I mean, they're gonna dog Alabama, race. Yeah, Alabama's gonna beat them by thirty five points. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have value in Miami for some reason. They have them as a top ten because they always do, bro. It. They lost that fucking quarterback. No, nah, they still have him. Derek King. Start. Yeah, I thought he was gone. I thought mids. that was his senior year. No, he blew his knee out. He was a, dude. He transferred as a sophomore. I thought he, I thought he was, I thought he was a senior. No, he either transferred as a junior or a sophomore to Miami to get a stock to go back up, which made no sense. He remember he quit in the middle of the season in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Yeah, middle of the season he quit and tra- and said he was going to transfer. Right. Derek King saw his twenty twenty season with the Hurricanes end on the lowest of lows. Note says he suffered a torn ACL in a Cheez It Bowl loss to OK State. I thought they no, I was, that was a different game. Sorry, I didn't know he tore his AC, tore his ACL out. Okay. Yep. So he's getting a red shirt. 
guess. Dude, I mean, he's going to be 25 years old at Miami. AKA non existent stock in the NFL. Yeah. You got a blown knee. That doesn't help. It's insane. Apparently, Lamar Jackson, when he won the MVP, he was younger than the Heisman winner. Yeah, it was Joe Burrow. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is a I mean, remember Joe. Joe was a fifth year. Yeah, that's an insane stat. That's probably almost never happened. That's got to be one of the few, if ever. Probably. You know. Mm-hmm. That is. I'm sure it might have happened way long ago, but yeah. that's such a cool stat. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a pretty cool stat. What else but. do we got? Holy shit, we flew this through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have. Sorry, um, guys. We'll, we'll, I hope you we'll guys just wanted to talk about the. I, want, I hope you guys wanted to hear about the playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs and Julio Jones. Um, we'll quickly we'll have a little funny topic. Uh, Kevin Durant, kind of a uh, enigma of a guy, kind of a weirdo, and I guess this just comes when you have a lot of money and you're that famous. But went on a date with. Known porn star Lana Rhodes, who, to her credit, doesn't do that anymore, but is just, you know, mega superstar podcaster, that kind of thing. And he took her on a date, did some wild shit by bringing a backup with him, his fuck buddy at the time. He brought her along. And as a backup saying, hey, just in case this doesn't work out, if we don't sleep together, I'm taking her back with me. And also tried to parlay this into a threesome. Of course he did. Because of course he did, like you just said. Because of course he did, yeah. I um that is a that is a move among moves. You know? It's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. That is for damn sure. That is a, an absolute move among moves. That is wild. I mean, how do you react to that? Do you just like do you go through with it just because it's KD? Or do you just say, fuck this, I'm done, because this is just fucking weird? I don't know, dude. When you're that popular, it'd be different if it wasn't somebody that's extremely popular like Lana Rhodes. She's exactly. probably making more money than he is, bro. Probably. You know? I mean, yeah. there's girls making millions a month. Millions a month on OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm sure she has one of those, but I know she does podcasts and stuff. Right, and that's not even mentioned podcasts and stuff. Um, It's a... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. With her, she's probably like, dude, I don't really need this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's it's just kind of funny because you're just like, wow, who you have the balls to do that, but when you're that rich, you don't care. I don't like that the other girl's name is not mentioned. Yeah. Who is it, bro? I don't know. How do you feel? Hey, that girl, how do you think she felt in that scenario? Extraordinarily scummy. Has to, right? Just dirty. Super, just like super rude out of Kevin. I know what I am. Extremely rude out of Kevin Durant for sure. Oh, I mean, dude, Kevin, you can't do this. Yeah, Kevin did, but well, again, far less, bro. He's a weirdo, anyways. He's you know slid in, not even slid in. He just you know posts some wild shit on Twitter back in the day, like hitting on like Rihanna and shit, saying some weird stuff. And I mean, he's just a big time weirdo as is. He's a peculiar cat. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I can't imagine getting with a dude that has feet like that. Have you seen yeah. his feet, bro? All right, everybody listen right now, unless you're driving, because that's unsafe. Go to Google. They look like hockey sticks. Go to, stop it. Go to Safari and type in Kevin Durant feet. And this is the first time I've ever doing this as well, I promise. 
Bruh. Now this is definitely a uh, panoramic, like a like a fisheye view of it, so it makes his feet look right. even worse. But bruh, these feet, dude. They look like hockey sticks. I'm not even Legitimate kidding. Legitimate hockey sticks, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fisheye view. So fisheye makes everything like in the middle of the of the lens, everything is the normal per, like proportion size, and everything on the outside gets kind of like like skewed, and it makes his feet look crazy. But let me find. There's got to be another picture of his actual foot. All right, so he wears. What, like a size 16? 18. He's an 18 size in shoe, and he's seven foot. Jesus. Remember that, you know that picture of I have of you wearing a size 16? Yeah, where we were at TJ Maxx and Mobile. Yeah, yeah. That just made me think of that. Imagine that's bigger than that. Yeah, that is ridiculous, bro. That is crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely just insane. That's nutty. Anyway, yeah, scumbag move out of Kevin Durant, but also I guess you can do that if you're Kevin Durant, you know? When you're that rich and you're dominating in the playoffs, he's 100% the best player in the league right now, too. Right. And, you know, he just dominated the Bucks. so. Wild, wild shit. I mean, again, when you got fuck you money, you can do shit like this and... I mean, you're obviously going to get judged, but you just don't care. Yeah, that's... You just don't care. That's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, one last thing. Little podcast news. Not our podcast. It's podcast area in the in general. We've talked about this kind of stuff before. But like when Rogan signed his Spotify deal. Um, Alex Cooper and Call Her Daddy just signed with an exclusive deal with Spotify, leaving Barstool for three years and around $20 million per year. It's just insane the numbers that are getting thrown around for podcasters like this. Does this girl, does the other co-host that was being a drama queen, she hates she's her life. pissed or no? Uh, she hates her life. Should have taken the deal that Dave offered her. Because, Literally Dave is God, the one that did this for her. Yes, he told them you will be making, you will be multimillionaires she came back in and a couple said, years. I get it. You're right. I'm wrong. It took her a little dose of humility. Even though she may not have believed it. Right. And now she's making millions of dollars. Big millions of dollars. She was probably already making two or three million. But, right. hey, 20 million? 20 million a year. And, like, and a lot of it's guarantees, apparently, too, from what I, from what I read earlier. It's kind of crazy. I mean, that's some money for podcasting, dude. And now is she apparently is still dealing like the merchandise with Barstool and doing some other things with them that hasn't been announced yet. I was about to say, is she so still she's affiliated not with Barstool or no? Not affiliated on Call Her Daddy, but still doing stuff. So like her merch is still through them. Um, her agents apparently were trying to get, you know, Barstool to give her, you know, guarantees and stuff. And apparently they ended on a good note. So Dave's still happy with him. Still happy to be doing the merch with him because he says that's where most of the money comes from. Well, also, <laughs> also... If we if 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 Dave wasn't happy with him, we would all know about it. So a hundred percent, he would that be you know all over. That guy's the most open book of of any person that's an influencer in the world. Oh, I love it, dude. He it's, it's great when you have people. He like lets that. you in on it right then. Yeah, I mean we've I mean people have seen his sex tapes. I was about to say, dude, what about his sex tapes? He came out with a uh, 
Dude, it was actually hilarious. I want to read it. Let's he goes, find it. He just, I'm pretty sure he just says, I like the fuck. Dude, he he, had, he made a statement. Um, Dave Portnoy statement on sex tape. Um, images. All right, this is from Team Portnoy. Oh boy! It says for immediate release. As many of you have seen by now, there is a not safe for work video circulating that is taking the internet by storm. It's an eight-second screen recording of a man and a woman engaging in sexual intercourse, a natural human act. The unidentified male appears to be in peak physical shape, highlighted by, but not limited to, the muscle, the muscle strength, agility, and stamina to perform a highly difficult sexual maneuver. You have to imagine an athlete like that would be playing professional baseball if not for a debilitating shoulder injury, hypothetically speaking, of course. <laughs> On a completely unrelated note, some people are saying that the man in the video is David S. Portnoy, Barstool Sports founder and chief of content. We cannot confirm nor deny this rumor. There are legal issues at play here, as sharing that video is highly illegal and a breach of privacy. Thankfully, the man had the foresight to conceal the woman's identity by hiding her face in the mattress. <laughs> Yet we still must reinforce that any and all leaks, including this one, will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. We do care about the female involved and don't want the video of her and this Bradley Cooper lookalike to continue circulating. Here at Team Portnoy, we look out for everyone, so we close by asking that people do not expect the man in the video, whoever it may be, to consistently perform at that level in the future. <laughs> that crouching position is likely extremely uncomfortable <laughs> on his normal and definitely not inverted knees and lower body. We have no further comment at this time. Team Portnoy. What the fuck are inverted knees? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> What's that? I, I'm to horrified to look it up because it's just going to be nothing <laughs> but absolute gruesome injuries. But yeah, I'm not looking at that. But yeah, that happened. Absolutely hilarious. Um, like you said, great to have a guy that's an open book like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He's a stud. Yeah, and so I mean, just quick update from the podcasting world. Um, that's some damn numbers there, and that's some damn money. Yeah. So. Congrats to her. Um, congrats to Barstool for, I guess, staying with him. But that's pretty awesome. I mean, Spotify is making some moves, really wanting to grow their podcast stuff. So it makes me extremely sad to know that I'm making pennies on the dollar for my music, and then these guys are getting three hundred yeah. million dollars from. Yep. You know, yeah, it makes me sad. But also, I get it. Yeah. Quickly, you want to talk about your music real quick? The last two weeks, what you've been doing, what you got going on? Sure. Um, got some pretty cool stuff Touch going on. on, man. I played Innisfree uh, last weekend. It was a bundle of joy. It was uh, one of the places I've been wanting to play in Birmingham for a while. Uh, I got a gig tomorrow for you guys. It'll be Friday the 18th, if you're listening to it after Friday, <coughs> at uh, Dread River. Dread River Distillery. It's a super cool place. They got amazing food, surprisingly amazing food. Um, delicious beers, delicious mixed drinks, um, and uh, I'm excited to play there. It'll be their first gig in the outdoor area, so that's super cool. I got um I'm I'm gonna be a uh, a guest and at the Moe's Summer Jam. Let me look up exactly what that is. Moe's Summer Jam. 
Moe's Original Barbecue Summer Smoking Summer Jam featuring featuring Michael Ray. So Michael Ray is the headliner for this place. It's, they they shut down the streets in Lakeview, Birmingham, uh, downtown, and um, and we just hang out, eat wings, drink beer, and listen to music. And I'm gonna be on on. I'm going to be on one of the rosters for one of the heats, they call it, in the wing-eating contest. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, I'm excited about that this coming, not this Saturday, but next. And uh, I'm stoked about that. Um, there's just a lot of cool things going on I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about. And um, we're, uh, we're doing nothing but growing, dude. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll get into the wing eating contest next week, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that yeah, one. Um, See if you can – if you have the – if you can win, I'm inter- we'll I'm see. honestly we'll just going to take my time and enjoy some wings. <laughs> no, no bullshit. You're just not going to starve just, yourself. I'm just, just no. I'm just going to sit beside the mayor because I'm on the local celebrity heat, and I'm going to sit beside oh, the mayor. Yeah, it's not. It was a miscue. But um, another story for another. Who cares? You're a local I'm, celebrity. Another story for another time. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, but uh, it's we'll tell that next. Yeah, week. we'll tell that later on after the after the event actually. So two weeks. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So I'm doing that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's that sounds like it's going to be a good time. Well, man, if you want to wrap this thing up, I'm down. Um, Let's do it. I ain't got much else to talk about. And Hey, we went down a few rabbit holes like we always do, but it was a good time. No I hope you guys enjoy talking about football because good guy. Yeah, this was football-oriented. Guys, episode 70, we're not even going to play a song at the end. To hell with it. Um, nah. Non-copyright music is just super hard to find in terms of quality. And I'm honestly just tired of getting hit by it. So um, we're not going to play another another song, guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Episode 70 of the podcast. I hope you guys can can subscribe for the new listeners. Rate, review us, give us some give us some p- feedback, positive or negative. That's okay. Um, we're learning, man. We we're still in the infantile stages of the podcast. Um, and we're excited to be here, dude. Y'all go check out our merchandise. Um, we've already seen a few people buy the shirts, the hats, um, and they're looking good, dude. They are. They're looking super good. They're looking good in terms of quality. Um, they're looking good in terms of the color. Uh, the logos are good and they're matching up and they look pretty solid. Um, you guys have any ideas for merchandise, let us know, and we're going to do our best. Um, no guarantees. Uh, the person that we distribute through, they're, they're not limited, limited, but um, there is, we're, we're, there's, no, there's no gray area that where we can pitch an idea and then they put it on. Um, so it might have to be customized, but we can 100% do that if you guys want to do that. Um, I'm excited about that as well. Like I said, episode 70, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're going to end it on that. Ron, you got anything for us? Nope. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Subscribe, rate, review, yes, get the merch, go blow up this town on Spotify. Now, um, sh- be a friend, tell a friend about this. Keep growing us guys. We're still loving y'all still loving doing this. So love you guys. Y'all have a great fucking weekend. No doubt. Just like we will. No doubt, man. Y'all peace and love. We love y'all so much. GG's y'all have a great weekend guys. 